the voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3. Hey listeners, this is Nick from Book of Mormon Central, and today's podcast addresses the question, How did Isaiah prophesy of the Savior? Historically, many interpretations have been offered for the writings of Isaiah, but Christian audiences, including Latter-day Saints, have traditionally seen in Isaiah's prophecies a vision of the coming Messiah, identified as Jesus Christ. Many of Isaiah's prophecies have reference and fulfillments within the prophet's own lifetime, but since antiquity, his words have also been seen as pointing ahead to a further fulfillment through the Messiah. The earliest prophetic commentary on Isaiah in Latter-day Saint scripture was written by Nephi in the 6th century BC. He explained, I, Nephi, write more of the words of Isaiah, for my soul delighteth in his words, for he verily saw my Redeemer, even as I have seen him. Nephi purposefully used Isaiah's words to more fully persuade his people to believe in the Lord their Redeemer. During and after his mortal ministry, Jesus Christ likewise interpreted Isaiah's prophecies as pointing to him, an understanding that continued in the early Christian church. Regarding the use of Isaiah in the New Testament, Latter-day Saint scholar Donald W. Perry notes, The apostles and gospel writers, Peter, Matthew, Luke, John, and Paul, recorded the fulfillment of many of Isaiah's prophecies that pertain to Jesus Christ. By citing Isaiah's prophecies of the mortal Messiah, These writers demonstrated that Jesus was indeed the promised Messiah of whom Isaiah had prophesied seven centuries earlier. So vital are Isaiah's messianic prophecies that even Jesus Christ himself cited this Old Testament prophet and then declared that the prophecies were fulfilled in him. As an expert on Isaiah, Perry has composed a helpful chart of Isaiah's prophecies that are cited in the New Testament as being fulfilled in the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. The following five are just a few of the many examples illustrative of the deep Christological themes found in Isaiah's writings. In Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6-7, through 7, Isaiah prophesies that unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. This child is given divine names related to his role, and it is promised that he would rule in peace over the children of Israel. Many commentators, including Latter-day Saint commentators, have noted how this prophecy may have had multiple fulfillments. Much closer to Isaiah's contemporary audience, the righteous king Hezekiah was born, and upon his coronation, would have been declared to be God's son. However, Many of the details about this promised son more naturally identify the Messiah. Without disregarding Hezekiah as a fulfillment of the prophecy, these verses seem to also point to the true Davidic king with an eternal reign in an infinite kingdom. In the concluding verses of Isaiah chapter 22, Isaiah offers a prophecy for a man named Eliakim, declaring, I will clothe him with thy robe, and I will commit thy government into his hand and the key of the house of David will lay upon his shoulder. While referring immediately to Eliakim, such royal imagery also typifies Christ, the Davidic king. Perry has noted, for instance, that the Messiah would likewise hold the key of David and the sealing power. Thus, rather than competing with Christ, Eliakim himself can be seen as a type of Christ. 
Kerry Muelstein concluded that the more we understand Eliakim, the immediate context of this prophecy, the more we will understand what Isaiah is trying to teach us about Christ in this prophecy. Another example of shared imagery comes from Isaiah's prediction that Eliakim would become a nail in a sure place to bring honor to his family. In like manner, Christ being nailed to the cross can bring unalterable honor to his Father and to all of us. Isaiah chapter 25 contains a prophecy that the Lord would swallow up death in victory and that his people would again enjoy his presence. While God has comforted his people and saved them from harm in the past, the greatest fulfillment of this is Christ's victory over the grave, gained through his death and resurrection. Because Christ victoriously overcame death at his resurrection, it is now possible through Christ for us to swallow up death in victory. Isaiah prophesied of one who crieth in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. These words are repeated by John the Baptist in all four gospel accounts, clearly connecting John with the fulfillment of this prophecy. Lehi also prophesied that John the Baptist, identified as a prophet who should come before the Messiah, would declare these words from Isaiah. Many scholars have commented on the clear prophetic foreknowledge reflected in this passage. In Isaiah chapter 6 verses 1 through 3, Isaiah describes how Christ would be anointed to preach good tidings and to open the prison of death. In the Gospel of Luke, this prophecy is connected to Christ by Jesus himself. In Luke chapter 4 verses 17 through 21, Jesus read these words and identified himself as the one from whom ultimate rest would come. It is possible that multiple interpretations of Isaiah's prophecies exist since many of them have multiple fulfillments, some of which proceed and point to the greater fulfillment in Jesus. Elder Jeffrey R. Holland taught this principle when he said, It is, of course, important to remember that many of Isaiah's prophecies can be, or have been, or will be fulfilled in more than one way and in more than one dispensation. Obviously, we have material in Isaiah's writings that applies to a whole range of experiences, including that of the pre-mortal Christ, of his first mortal advent in the meridian of time, and of his second coming in the latter days. With this in mind, readers of Isaiah need not be concerned when they learn of earlier prophetic fulfillments closer to Isaiah's time. Such interpretations, even when valid, don't necessarily conflict with what Elder Holland called Isaiah's messianic preoccupation. Indeed, it would seem that Isaiah was prepared from birth, and of course, we would say from before birth, to testify of the Messiah and bear such witness of the divinity of Christ's coming. Jesus Christ declared that the scriptures testify of him, his life, and his atoning sacrifice. This is especially true of Isaiah's writings. Through his prophecies, we understand that a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, a son who would be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He would be a sanctuary for his people, and a stone of stumbling for those who would reject him. Powerfully, Isaiah also witnessed that Jesus Christ was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief one who hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Through this sacrifice, Christ was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed.
It is little wonder, then, that Jesus would declare, Great are the words of Isaiah. Nor is it surprising that he would instruct his disciples to search these things diligently. For to read Isaiah is to read of Jesus Christ and his messianic mission. Of all possible interpretations of Isaiah's writings, those which accurately foreshadow the identity, divinity, and reality of Jesus Christ are surely of greatest worth. Thank you for listening. To find out more, please visit bookofmormoncentral.org and then click on Know Why.